2011, in the province of Cochle in Panama, a major discovery was made. A pre-Columbian cemetery was discovered with the remains of bodies, weapons, and artifacts made of gold that dated back to between 400 and 900 AD, a period in which the Mayan civilization had reached their highest state of development. The excavation that took place in collaboration with the National Geographic Society and Panama's National Institute of Culture discovered several tombs of warriors that belonged to an unknown society. The tombs were found in multiple levels and the warriors were bathed in gold, making the discovery one of the richest discoveries in America. Archaeologist Julia Mayo first discovered the remains of a chieftain covered in embossed gold breastplates, arm cuffs, bracelets, and a belt, as well as more than 2,000 small spheres, arranged in a way that suggested they were used as part of a sash. Surrounding the chief, 25 bodies were found carefully arranged. More tombs of chieftains were later discovered, as well as skeletons of what could have been sacrificed slaves. Each digging brought to the surface more and more gold artifacts, and at the bottom of the pit, 15 bodies in a very tight arrangement created the platform upon which the chieftain was supported. One of the more unusual findings was the bones of a very poisonous blowfish, which may have been used to kill all the people that were presumed to have been sacrificed for the chief. All bodies surrounding the chief were covered in pieces of ceramic plates for unknown reasons. Among the findings, there were axes, packets of stingray spines, and a belt made of whale and jaguar teeth. That quote was from ancientorigins.net. And Parque Arqueológico de El Caño de Nata is where you can go to visit some of these sites. Bienvenidos, welcome, and thank you for joining us for season one, episode two of the Pana Familia podcast with Eduardo and Nicole, where we discuss our experience relocating to and raising our three young children here in Panama, share our journey of building our new farm and home here in Central America, and let you know what we're learning along the way. We're glad you're here. Vaminos. Hey guys, so we decided to split this episode actually into two episodes um, because we kind of dragged it out and it ended up being longer than we anticipated. So episode two will be the first half and then episode three will be the second half of this um, conversation that we had about um, why we chose Panama. Uh, The first half here is going to be more about our story of how we got to Panama And then the next episode will be a little more kind of like the nitty gritty of specific reasons why we chose this country. Enjoy listening. Hey everyone, Uh, today we're going to be talking about quickly why we left the United States and 
talk more about why we chose Panama. We don't we don't want this to be about United States, but more about Panama. But we'll just get into it pretty quickly about why we left United States and some of the reasons. Uh, we were just looking for a new challenge and looking for a new culture and just kind of looking for. Uh, we had a farm in Turlock, California, and we just wanted a bigger version of that to where we can uh, do something like that, have a clean slate of land and just kind of build something from the ground up and that's what we're gonna do and uh, we just <coughs> felt like uh, Panama was the best place for that we had it pretty good in in the United States there was no uh, yeah political reasons why we left or don't no hatred towards the United States we love the United States we love being Americans we just felt like we wanted to try something new and a new challenge before we even met each other we were always looking for other places to live and I think it was just eventually on our radar once our kids got older and we got settled as a family. Um, but let's talk about Panama. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, we uh, we didn't know much about Panama before we uh, came here. We looked at other countries before uh, we decided Panama. Um, it was we looked at Mexico for five minutes because I'm Mexican American, so that was kind of the first logical choice to go. And we just didn't really get the good vibes there as far as, like, uh, cleanliness of, like, the water and situation and stuff like that. There's a lot of uh, pollution there, uh, mainly due to uh, big businesses being able to do whatever they want down there. So um, look up Juan Falls, uh, my dad's hometown. You can get a pretty good story about what happens when uh, you just let people do whatever they want. Um, then we looked at Nicaragua for another five minutes. And... It was a little too underdeveloped, um, um, so we weren't looking for, you know, we still wanted some modern amenities, and then right. then we jumped over to Costa Rica because we visited Costa Rica a couple of times, and we always liked it, and we were stuck on Costa Rica for probably the whole five years we were planning to move because we had a five-year plan. Mm-hmm. So we were looking at Costa Rica, different regions. And we even looked at property there. We even looked at property there. Like when we went there, yeah. When we visited the third time. And we just didn't feel completely filled by it. Um, It was leaning a little too tourist heavy. I mean, it looked like they were more interested in bringing over um, tourists and uh, digital nomads. This is right after COVID, too. And we're looking more for a farming aspect. and uh, Right. So then, and, it was a little overpriced and then, already, yeah, the bang for your right? buck was kind of gone. I mean, yeah. still better than California, obviously, but discovered Panama. I think it was Nicole. Yeah, I just saw someone talking about it on a, on a thread, a relocation thread. And we had almost went to Panama for our honeymoon. Yeah, we almost came to Bocas um, del Toro. But that was just for a honeymoon that wasn't like to look at, you know, a place yeah. to live. But yeah, so it came on to kind of like came into my mind and then. I kind of told Eddie, like, hey, why haven't we ever really looked into Panama? I mean, it's right below Costa Rica. It's got the same things that we're looking for as far as, like, weather, seasons, um, the the rain. Uh, and I mean, then got, we, like, just got really excited about researching it. Yeah, Nicole got so into Panama uh, that our third trip uh to costa rica she was kind of already out on costa rica <laughs> and she, before we had left before, like a month before we were a month before we a month before we have left uh to costa rica she was already like well if we fly into well we're flying into liberia 
and if we drive down i literally planned a whole like she, driving route yeah. for six days to like go to all these stores. she like <laughs> she had like a whole route to get down to panama to visit it because she was kind of like already I don't out waste a trip to I, costa rica, she didn't want to waste a trip to yeah. costa rica and it was pretty like it kind of like was the, like felt bad shooting her down like hey let's just <laughs> we plan just to chill out let's just just chill out let's just go to costa rica and just plan what we're doing let's check it out and then we can just plan another separate trip to Panama. But, you know, we we started looking at land on, on the Internet, and we just saw a lot of neat spots that we, at least on the Internet, that we uh, that we found interesting. And, you know, yeah, that just kind of blew up and just kind of, hey, how come we haven't even thought about Panama to visit? And then we just started doing our research, and then we planned our first trip in uh, November. And that October. was – Or October. Yeah. October which was only like seven months after we had went to Costa Rica yeah after yeah so we were really like because we were getting down to the end of our five-year yeah, mark had a f- that we wanted to like start we had a five-year plan moving, to yeah. where we wanted to like if we had if we were going to do this we had to do at this time if not it was going to be uh too difficult with uh our kids especially our oldest as he gets older and more uh, friends and friends yeah friends um, and family and stuff yeah but we planned this trip for October we're really excited. We have our uh, in-laws. We're gonna, or my in-laws, were gonna go, come with us. Nicole's parents, mm-hmm. and we went to the the front desk at the San Francisco airport. And the guy looks at me and says, "Oh, well, you guys are all good to go, except Jude Trujillo. It's like his passport's <laughs> expired, and and it wasn't expired, but it wasn't valid for six. It months. wasn't valid for six months, yeah. so they wouldn't let us go, and we were just so demoralized." Like, and there was nothing we could do. Absolutely nothing we could do. Yeah, there's absolutely... Yeah. I mean, we could have left Jude at the airport. <laughs> I guess we could have done that. But He felt really bad, f- too. I felt bad for him because he thought, you know, like, it was his fault that, like, we couldn't go. And we made sure to tell him it wasn't, but... So, we yeah. kind of cooled our jets for... So, we went to Mendocino County instead. And as, a, like, as a vacation. We were kind of like, oh, is this, like, a sign that, like from god that like we shouldn't be trying to do this and like panama's not the right place blah 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 I told nicole like let's just plan another trip for february and we did but for two months november and december i did know i just put the idea of relocating completely off uh my mind it's like put it on the back burner and we and just, just didn't think about yeah, it yeah we just lived long, life yeah. in california and enjoyed our farm and enjoyed and the holidays and the holidays yeah, and you know just being in california during the winter time uh and then january came around and we kind of started getting into it again and we started planning our trip where we wanted to visit and uh yeah we came uh we visited a couple regions um all the regions were pretty cool but we just fell in love with the one that we're at right now the chiriki province and now we're here yeah. uh, that's kind of like the short long story of it the story of us getting here I getting guess. here yeah 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 us, like getting to panama looked like costa rica but without the busyness of it because like the last time i we went to costa rica it was really busy there was a lot of traffic there was a lot of people running around um we were here during the quote-unquote uh tourist season and it never really felt like we were in the touristy area even like we just never felt like it and we just really liked that it just felt like it was more once you got out of the city it was very rural a lot of farms a lot of beef cows a lot of uh you know rice farmers 
sugarcane farmers, just a lot of farming, and then a little town here, a little town there, mm -hmm. and especially f as you get farther away from Panama City up uh, up towards Costa Rica, it started getting more and more rural, and we really liked mm -hmm. that, and we just felt like we could find a place out here that we could uh, really have our own space and uh, do whatever we want as far as farming. I'm just adjusting to the uh, different climate, but... Right. But, like, every town still, every little small town still felt like it was alive and not, like, so small that there was nothing going on. Like, every town has, like, a basketball court and a playground and a volleyball court and a little community center. And, like, you can see that people are still out and about. And um, it's not, like, a tiny little ghost town or yeah. something. So we weren't worried about not being able to um, in, integrate or yeah, meet people, have friends, like have activities to join in on. Um, and the, now that we're actually living here and day to day, like we've seen how much there is, you know, there's a basketball league and there's, um, you know, like little festivals here. Yeah. When we moved down here, I kind of, in my mind, I thought there are certain things I wasn't gonna be able to do. Like for me, one of the big ones, I play basketball once a week. Uh, and I was like, Oh, I probably won't be doing that anymore just cause there won't be any basketball players unless I go to the big city because I kind of started shooting around at the hoops because there was a hoop in the in the downtown of the town we live in shooting around and uh, talking to the guys that showed up and then next thing you know I'm on a basketball team for the for the uh, town and there's a basketball team for every town around our area and we play every Saturday night and it's pretty competitive and fun and I just never thought I would be playing basketball like that here it's like, nope, and it helps here. you speak spanish um but i mean anyone could say like hey can i play in yeah English yeah and go play sports and, yeah nicole started anything. playing volleyball and she speaks taco truck spanish you know and she just rolled up to the volleyball court and just said hey can i play and they said yeah come on in and she was yeah. playing volleyball with the uh the local Panamanians there, and, and everyone's very nice here too. That's yeah, that was another very friendly and sweet. Yeah, and they remember you because you're the you know new white family in town. Yeah. So like when you drive by and they see you, they'll wave. And um, some of the younger girls that I talk to at the volleyball game will still see them around and smile and wave. And it's it's sweet to like start feeling like we're kind of known around here and we're yeah. sticking around. We weren't just here for a week, you know. And that's another thing too that uh, I just thought about right now that. The difference between here and Costa Rica was like when we'd go visit in Costa Rica, we were interacting more with foreigners, people that were not from there. Here it's the opposite. You know, there is a healthy amount of foreigners that live here like us, and we've uh, obviously met them, but we're also talking to a lot of local Panamanians um, that have their lives here and haven't been ruined because they've been priced out of living here, and that's something we've I've, I've always considered I didn't want to be the guy who just starts pricing people out of their own communities. Um, um. Especially for our kids. Um, you know, with Jude in school now, he's making friends with um, local kids. And um, even though he can't speak Spanish, you know, they're finding their own little way to communicate. And he's learning words and excited when he comes home with some new words. And um, for him, that's been good to just go to a local school and... Um, learn about the culture. I speak Spanish, but I still have a hard time uh, really understanding. I understand them, but I have to really think about it because they talk so much faster 
and the lingo and it's just different than Mexican Spanish you know and you know that's been a learning curve for me okay we're gonna go ahead and stop the conversation there for now if you'd like to finish listening to the conversation go ahead and listen to episode three where we continue talking about um, specific reasons why we chose to move to Panama Thanks so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode and we'll see you next time on the Pana Familia podcast.